Welcome to the Canine Nation Podcast. It's Monday, February 9th, 2015. This is episode 104. Welcome, my name is Eric Brad, and I've been writing about dogs and dog training for the last five years. I live with dogs, and I love dogs, and I'm happy to be able to share my articles here with you every week on the podcast. My wife and I have trained dogs for a lot of years. I like to say these days that most of those years we did it badly. Not that we didn't have the right intentions or didn't want to do the best job for our dogs. We simply didn't know what modern science had to offer us with regard to training our dogs and being better communicators. Probably the most effective method we've found for training our dogs is mark and reward training and I wanted to share with you a little bit of why we feel that markers in training are an important part of being good communicators with our dogs. This is my article, Mark the Dog. The most direct method we have found to teach our dogs is mark and reward training. It's a very simple process. My dog does a behavior, I mark it with some sound, and then I reward her for doing the behavior correctly. The principles of behavioral science say that if my dog likes the reward I gave her, she will try to repeat that behavior. And that's exactly what I have found to be true. Through a process of marking and rewarding the behaviors we want, our dogs learn to offer us those behaviors on cue. Clicker training is a great example of mark and reward training that uses a clicker, a small noise-making device, to mark a behavior. But anything could be used as a marker, a word like yes, a short whistle, even a flash of light or wave of the hand. Now, the description I just gave is a greatly simplified version of a much more intricate process that involves how to get your dog to do the behavior you want, how to select what behavior you are marking, how to choose the reward, and many other details. But for the purposes of this article, I want to focus on the marker signal itself. Let's talk about why markers are useful and how they can improve your training and your relationship with your dog. Here's an interesting fact. The science of behavior, operant conditioning, says that the consequence of an action will determine whether or not my dog will want to repeat a particular behavior more frequently or less frequently. If I reward her for doing a behavior, she will do it more. Did you notice that I didn't use the word marker in there anywhere? That's because, strictly speaking, reinforcement-based training that uses rewards doesn't actually need a marker in order to train the dog. It's actually the reward that's doing all the work to reinforce the behavior I want. So, why are we talking about markers at all? I frequently use small food treats to train my dog and this works well so long as whatever I want to teach her is within my arm's reach. When she does the behavior I want, I simply give her the treat as a reward. But what if I want to teach her something farther away from me, like picking up an object or going around a chair across the room? 
In those situations, I don't have the option to just reach out and reward the behavior I wanted. If I wait until she comes back to where I can reach her, it might be confusing. Did I reward her for picking up the object or running back to me? There's no way for me to separate those events in her mind, and she will likely assume that I'm rewarding her for her most recent action. Coming back to me. Markers provide a means for me to be more precise when I'm teaching my dog. It's a way to say, that, that right there, that's what I'm looking for. So as my dog goes around the chair, I can click or say yes or whatever my marker signal is, and the dog knows that they have done something that has earned a reward. There's no need to guess if it was running back to me, going around the chair, or looking at me on the way back that earned them the reward. There's a wonderful side benefit to using a marker that sometimes gets overlooked. While a marker is a great tool for communicating to my dog at the exact moment she's doing the right behavior, it can also give me an advantage. I'm only human, and there are days when I'm not as prepared as I should be or as coordinated as I would like. If I were training without the use of a marker, Getting the reward to my dog on time would be critical so that she would know what she was being rewarded for. Having that marker lets me say, that's it, that's the right behavior, while I fumble in my pocket for a few seconds to get the treat or the toy or whatever reward I'm using with my dog. Having a little time between the marker and delivering the reward makes my training that much more flexible. I can work with my dog to teach behaviors at a distance. I can teach behaviors where it would be impractical to shove a reward at my dog. And I can even teach behaviors in small pieces by marking larger and larger versions of that behavior. So that means using a marker in my reward-based training program gives me precision, time, flexibility, and the ability to teach more complex behaviors easily. Pretty good. But wait, there's more. Animal trainer Bob Bailey cautions that Pavlov is always sitting on our shoulder. It's an ominous reminder that the effects of classical conditioning, the associations our dogs make with the things in their environment, is always with us. Our dogs are always deciding what the good stuff is and what the bad stuff is. If we consistently use a marker signal with our dogs that signals that they have done good and that we are going to give them a reward, that becomes a good association for them. These associations are sometimes called conditioned emotional responses. Thinking back to your childhood, perhaps the ringing of the school bell at the end of the day signaled the release to play and fun. I know for me that hearing a ringing school bell still makes me smile. It reminds me of that feeling of joy at the freedom to run and play with my friends. It's a good feeling. I think it's very likely that our dogs experience a similar conditioned emotional response when they hear or see the marker signal that always means something good is about to happen. Using a marker in your training is not necessary. People have been training dogs for centuries without using a deliberate marker signal to tell their dog when they have done a behavior correctly. But the evidence, certainly from my own experience, seems to indicate that there are a number of advantages to adding a marker signal to training with your dog. 
having my dog understand a marker signal just makes training simpler. I can say, that's it, that's what I'm looking for, and my dog seems to understand. She learns new behaviors in just a few repetitions. By using that marker creatively, I can build up complex behaviors quickly by teaching them in steps and using the marker to help my dog along the way. I also get the side benefit of having a little extra time to get and stay organized during my training. My dog knows that she's earned the reward and she's quite willing to wait a few seconds for me to get that reward without doubting or wondering if something is wrong. And then there is the bonus of the positive emotional association that seems to come for free with using a marker in your training. It puts an overall positive vibe on the training experience for both the trainer and the dog. It can become a way to acknowledge and reinforce a positive and productive relationship. There is some debate out there about whether clickers or verbal markers or visual signals make the best markers. I think that some of that will vary based upon the dog. But one thing is clear, at least to me. Markers are a great addition to my training process. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Canine Nation is a series of essays and articles that I've written to help dog trainers and dog owners get a better understanding of how to go about communicating with their dogs and develop better relationships. These articles are featured at the Life as a Human online magazine. You can find them there at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. The Canine Nation website at caninenation.ca contains a full archive of all of the articles we've written thus far, as well as an archive of all of these podcasts. You can listen to them online, or you can download them. Our podcasts are also available for subscription through iTunes. Don't forget to check out the Canine Nation eBooks available from Dogwise, Amazon.com, and other eBook retailers. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page, and we also offer a Canine Nation forum discussion group where you can join others and discuss the articles or any topics relating to dogs, behavior, or canine science. Thanks for joining me here on the Canine Nation podcast. I hope you find it valuable and you'll share it with friends, family, and other dog lovers. That's it for now. Until next time, have fun with your dogs.